Hello and welcome to Point Streak, a podcast where we talk everything gaming and the issues that concern gamers. We're all members and contributors at Enthusiacs.com. Thank you again for joining us. You can follow us on Twitter at Enthusiacs or our YouTube channel where all our video content re- resides is simply Enthusiacs. I'm your usual host, Jeff or Baron Fang, and today I am joined by Chris. How are you, Chris? Been a while? Delightful. Uh, by Jennifer. Hello. By G-Man. Good evening. And lastly, by Goose. How are you, Goose? Doing wonderful. And uh, let's hit it up off the top like we always do. What have you all been playing? I'll start with you, Chris. What have you been playing lately? Oh, you know what I've been playing. Pokemon (laughs) Go. Uh, so have you actually been putting a lot of physical kilometers in then too? As I, I assume that's part and parcel. Uh, nope. I usually do it in the car, so I kind of cheat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, I guess uh, I guess that is optional, isn't it? <laughs> wow, not 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 necessarily in the spirit of the game, but uh, gets the job done, I guess. Uh, how about you, Jen? What have you been playing? <laughs> I've gotten uh, back into Subnautica. On Steam, um, it's it's still in early access, but it's definitely advanced a lot since I played it last. Um, it's just it's such a great game. I've logged maybe almost 50 hours now, and considering it's still in early access, you know I think that's pretty good. It's a great game. Yeah, definitely an early access uh, success story, uh, at least from from a distance anyway. It certainly yeah, it's just so. getting better and better, honestly. Yeah. How about you, G-Man? What have you been playing? Uh, nothing really. I've been too- I've been on holiday for the past week or so, so... Okay, taking a little break then. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. And Goose, what's uh, been occupying your time? I've actually been kind of split between Pokemon Go. Chris has kind of taught me into that. <laughs> I am proud to say, though, I do actually walk around with it. I'm not in the <laughs> You're playing it to the spirits. That, and I've been really into the long dark. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. I didn't know you even playing it. All right, we got to talk later. <laughs> I love that game. Do you find it runs well? Oh, on this machine, absolutely not. But on my buddy's PC, it works really well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It does have some pretty decent requirements. At least they run well, from what I understand. Uh, for my part, I've been uh, re- recently finished up a X-Men, uh, sorry, XCOM <laughs> campaign. Finally got through Enemy Within. I had bought that ages ago and not got around to it. And uh, back into Warframe again. And uh, speaking of bought that long time ago, not got around to it, uh, there's a segue for you. <laughs> we're, uh, we're going to get to a topic that I've been wanting to do for a long time, and it's uh, been more a personnel. Getting the right personnel together has been the main uh, reason because uh, we've got a couple of people on this uh, show in particular that I wanted their feedback on. We're going to talk about Steam. Uh, and... It's timely that we do, uh, because I think between the five of us, we own every game on Steam, I think. Is that, is that right? That's fair. I think. Is that fair? We're, we're in the 1%. <laughs> we're, we definitely Sorry, are. <laughs> in, ter- in terms of, like, you know, total number of games owned, we're certainly uh, in the top the top uh, percentile, I would think, <laughs> of users yeah. so on Steam. I remember a, a survey a couple years ago uh, where it showed that uh, something like the top 20% of the users are <laughs> are far and away the 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 own the most number of games, play the most number of games, spend the most amount of money, and that's no surprise. Um, 
So, as I often do when talking about a, uh, a big topic like this, I, I hearken back to the days of, uh, of yore. Uh, I've been PC gaming uh, longer than uh, several of you have been alive. Uh, so, I can, I can certainly remember PC gaming before Steam, and uh, I, I can remember, well, specifically the time before Steam, the, the, the number one thing that I remember about, about this, and you might all agree with me, is, is just boxes. That, that's, the, that's the thing that I associate in my mind with, with PC gaming, is just boxes and boxes, boxes and boxes of <laughs> boxes games everywhere. Uh, large, small, like it's it's always been that way, and in some cases it was because there were literally so many floppies. Yeah, remember those kids? <laughs> you needed a yeah. huge box. It's it's amazing that we've gotten to the point. Well, I mean, I, I won't speak for all of you, but I can say that uh, I have not bought a physical copy of a. Uh, and we got into this a little bit recently when we were doing our physical versus dis- digital. I've not bought a physical copy of a PC game in over three and a half years, and I no longer own any physical copies of any PC games at all. Uh, and that, if you went back five or six years ago and told, uh, you know, Jeff from 2010 that that would be the case, I would have said, you're crazy. No way. Uh, Steam has just transformed the way that I buy games completely. I, I, Never even consider. I, I mean, when was the last time anyone here went into a GameStop and went over to the PC section and seriously considered picking up something? I mean, November. <laughs> <laughs> that was that. Uh, it was it was Legacy of the Void, and I just wanted to complete the the StarCraft <laughs> series on physical media, but that's yeah. it. Right, and and I bet you the time before that was probably a matter of months, years as well. It's it's just amazing how things have have changed and and how quickly it happened. Um, I remember the first time I was ever introduced to the concept of DRM, and it sounded pretty sinister, and you could argue that it still is a bit sinister, but it doesn't stop me anymore. Um, Another thing I can remember about the early days of Steam, and again, this maybe, Chris, uh, I remember looking, and you've you've been using it almost as long as I have, maybe short two or three years. Remember back when Steam was just a Valve platform for delivering Valve software, Valve patches, (laughs) that's it? (laughs) Yeah, I actually want to compare EPINs on this. When did you start using Steam? Uh, according to Orange Box, according to Steam, uh, yeah, actually, you know, I know a lot of people who that's exactly when they started using Steam. Was Orange Orange Box was such a good deal that people got on board. But if you go to my badges page <laughs> on Steam, I have a where is it here? Ten plus years of service. So yeah, we're 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 talking. But uh, let me just find the exact date here. We're my date talking, is September fifth, two thousand five. So yeah, I've got, I've got, what, what's the badge called, Chris, just out of curiosity? I'm just, uh, 10, it's years of service. I have 11 years of service. Uh, 17th of March, 2004. So you got me by, by a year and six months. Yeah. So yeah, back then I would have never considered buying anything. I don't even know what, that whether you could uh, that far back, but yeah, it was really just a del- delivery system for patches for games like Half-Life and stuff like that, and and Counter uh, Counter Strike, I suppose, was one of the other big ones, right, Chris? Right. Yeah. It was all. Um, it was Steam all run. Stuff. You still wow. needed physical media in those yes. days. You put the CD key into Steam to mm-hmm. to the DRM system. So it was nothing like what it is now. Yep. Oh, and it took forever as well. <laughs> I remember did. this. This was back when. The, Broadband ha- wasn't really a thing around where I was, so <laughs> you were patching stuff that was uh, like a couple gigs in size, 
if a couple hundred megs and you were doing it on a line that could maybe handle 250 down 250 Mm. kilobytes down yeah so needless to say there were many days and many nights in which i just had to let it cook yeah yeah well uh Despite the fact that I got it back in 2004, I did not actually purchase a game on Steam until 2009. And I don't actually know at what point in those intervening years Steam became what it is today. Uh, But, I mean, it started to evolve towards what it was today. But, uh, yeah, needless to say, that was the first of many games. Uh, That was actually Mass Effect 1 was the the first game that I ever purchased on, on Steam. And I think it was all of $5, too. Uh, cut ahead to today when my uh, personal library is uh, close to about 112 games, uh, and I'm sure there's a few people here who are worse than that. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's it's pretty amazing how, how things have gone. Uh, it, it's now, I mean, it's the most successful uh, platform out there for PC gaming. Uh, there's a reason for it, uh, and yet uh, it's not perfect, and we're going to dive into uh, a lot of different aspects of it. Um one of the big things that I, I, you know, I wasn't really considering when I first started using Steam, but is definitely something one needs to consider these days if you're going to compare it to a console. Is you buy something on Steam, barring all the nasty stuff that could happen with DRM, etc., you own that game across all the future PCs you're going to have too. You buy a game digitally on a PS3, that's that, right? <laughs> you're not, you're not going to be able to just yeah. pick it up on your PS4, etc. Anyone here reckon that eventually they'll change that for consoles, or is that just something that is going to stay a piece yeah. uh, domain? I think it's part of the implied obsolescence of a console because you yeah. buy a new console every generation, or as it seems now, every half generation. And if you're lucky, it will transfer. If yeah. you're not, then you're screwed. Yeah. And there's no real option. There's no real assumption of it. Yeah, it's just funny because. Uh, it really, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how good your computer is, as long as you know your computer, your future computer is going to be good enough to play it. You can buy stuff. I mean, I'll admit it. I own a couple of games that I can't even play with the system that I own. Now. And a couple of and a couple of games that you are soon to be unable to play. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, well, I, I I hinted at it before, but uh, just to just to give listeners an idea of how things have gone. I mean, uh, 2009, I had one or two games. If you include Half Life, I now have about 112. Chris, what's your library count sitting at right about now? Well, just to kind of compare, um, I. I had the Half-Life collection in, in 2005 when I yeah. started, so the um, the classic Half-Life, Opposing Force, Counter-Strike, all of those games. Yep. Uh, I did not purchase a game on Steam until 2013. Wow. Uh, the first game it looks like that I bought was Deus Ex, uh, the original. Wow. Uh, that was in, in March 2013. Fast forward to today, three and a half years later, I have 187 games. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Wow! Nice. Get my hat to you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. an even quicker acceleration. Um, but <laughs> j- to g- to give some context, though, I mean, you've owned consoles on and off for years, but you've always been dominantly a PC gamer, anyway, right? Right. Uh, right. That's that's where I started in the in the mid '90s with uh, uh, the original Tomb Raider and a couple of NES ports of the Toy Story. Uh, <laughs> Toy Story game. <laughs> that was where I started. The gateway drug that is Toy Story. I 
I love that. I had that on Sega. <laughs> uh, and uh, an, an even more extreme example in some some ways. How about you, Jen? You, uh, what was your first forays into Steam, and where are you sitting now? Um, you know, I'm actually I'm I came a lot later than most of you guys to Steam. Mm. My PC gaming days started a long time ago when I got hooked on The Sims, the original The Sims series. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think my brother had like SimCity uh, 2000 or one of those, and I don't remember. But I didn't really play much on the PC because we never really had one that, you know, it was a family computer. It wasn't some gaming rig. And I always had a console as a kid. So, right. you know, The Sims was kind of my introdu- introduction to really getting into gaming on the computer. But even then, I had so many issues <laughs> installing, then running into you know bugs, and then having to reinstall, and then these weird pop-ups that made no sense to me. It was really aggravating. So I honestly never thought I would really get into gaming on the computer. Yeah. Um, maybe a few years ago, I started, obviously, meeting all you guys, all being addicted to Steam. I started looking more into it, and then when you guys start talking about Warframe, I really wanted to make sure my newest laptop, which is the one I got a year ago, yeah. could play it. So once I got that last summer sale, Floodgates. last year, <laughs> yeah, Floodgates. <laughs> I just I bought so many games, completely got the bug, and obviously bought a lot this past summer sale as well. And now I'm up to 89 games. Wow. In yeah, yeah. So even Basically more rapid in some ways. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only game I really bought and was able to play before on Steam was um portal mm. so yeah about 90 games in a year wow you know we had a bit of a uh well i i don't think you saw it the same way i did but uh i felt threatened by how many games you bought last year in the summer show, so i actually ended up buying more games just to outspend you so impressive spender in the uh, 2015 summer sale <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny that sure. social aspect. I was actually going to touch on that that later, but we'll we'll come back to that. It's 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 interesting how Steam has almost become another form of social media in its own way. In addition to everything else that it is, it's uh, kind of insidious in a cute way. Uh, how about you, G Man? You're uh, you're the youngest of of the group, and yet have been a PC gamer for a very long time. Uh, by the sound of it, uh, what's your history and where's your uh, um, Where's your count sitting? All right, so I first started playing Red Alert 2, would be my guess. It's <laughs> the earliest memory I've got, which kind of informed my love of strategy games. And from mm. there, I bounced around pretty much PC exclusive until a year or so after. I was definitely one of the people who had one of the Red Ring Xboxes. And then I. Yeah. Yeah. Dodge a real fucking big bullet, but yeah. didn't get didn't get it. Uh, from there, I kind of stuck to console gaming, and then it was only really once I had sort of left school that I started going back to PC again. And since then, I have picked up what is my total count? Two hundred and forty-nine. Oh videos. my goodness! Wow! Wow! Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. win. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, let's let's go to a completely different extreme then. Goose, you represent uh, someone who's uh, fa- also fairly new to, to the uh, to the platform, but also reasonably limited uh, in terms of what you can you can play, just because you you don't have a, a you don't have a a rig, so to speak, right? Um, 
So what's what's your history with it, and uh, what it's, how many sort of games do you have at this point? Being a mainly console gamer, as we all know. Oh yeah, I only got into Steam. I only got my own Steam account actually last year. Oh wow! I've been I've been using a friend of mine's account for probably about maybe five years because he actually does have a rig, so I was able to live vicariously through him. Ah uh, okay. I probably bought I would say maybe forty five games through that one. I haven't bought any yet, like oh, wow. major ones on my own mm. account yet, ironically. Wow. What's okay. funny is I actually started PC gaming. My first memories of it would be this would be back in the mid-90s before Steam was even a thing. Yeah. Starting out, this is back whenever the Ultima series was still prominent. And oh, wow. I actually I ended up getting oh, out of PC gaming just because... Mm. I actually ended up getting out of PC gaming for a while just because I couldn't afford to keep up with it, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. And it wasn't until it wasn't until maybe 2011 that I started getting back into it. And thanks to you guys, I've actually gotten a lot more interested in games like The Long Dark, Subnautica, stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, so we've all gone over our uh, surprising amount of <laughs> purchases, <laughs> uh, and I get I guess this is the logical question. Uh, and and Chris, um, you're you're in your late tw- or mid to late twenties, so I, I'm assuming that uh, at some point in your early to mid teens would have been the first time that you would have been out there in the world buying your own uh, games. Uh, do you spend more or less on PC gaming now in a in a in a Steam universe than you did before it it came along, or is it clear that you're you know you're definitely spending more post Steam? At least that's what it sounds like. Oh, definitely spending more. Um, I do have to confess that my Half Life collection was obtained uh, through questionable means, not by me. <laughs> I didn't personally obtain them. Um, I was given a CD key. Obtained. Uh, <laughs> so I didn't really, uh, I didn't really buy my own games for um, any any platform up until my you know adult life uh, when I was in college. Uh, but yeah, that definitely means that I spend much more money now than I ever did before. Yeah, yeah. And Jen, I mean, I, I guess it's an obvious question. You you would have purchased very few PC games before, and uh, as I mentioned with the floodgates, Steam has just opened up a world of possibilities for you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've, I've been a gamer, as I said, most of my life, and buying, I was obviously buying games on my 360 and my mm. PS2 before it Yeah. while I was working. Um, when I was younger, my mom would occasionally buy me a game. So yeah, once I got to the point of actually being a young adult who was working i've been buying my own games yeah. but it's yeah it's definitely blown up after steam yeah <laughs> it, you can get so many games and you get so caught up you know so yeah well, G- and again g-man i think the the answer is probably obvious with you and given that you're 200 plus now and in, in the yeah. uh, roughly few years so uh, i mean between the convenience that the fact that there's you know impulse buys etc it's definitely opened up you spending yeah, a lot definitely. more in your definitely, average uh, yeah spend. i'm more willing to try genres i may not necessarily be interested in but primarily because that this less of a buy-in yeah so i'm more willing to spend so and i'm more you know so i bought tales of zestria not expecting to enjoy all that much for on either a steam sale or a weekend and i ended up spending 80 hours playing it when wow. maybe I shouldn't have done so because it was kind of exam week. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I sure really shouldn't have done that. <laughs> we're not going to judge you. We're gamers too. What's the having the option to return? Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, that's 
that's something I, that's I was going to get to weird. as well too. It's in addition to you know that uh, ability to be able to return something that's that's faulty, uh, which is a relatively recent um, addition. Uh, it does allow you to be you know a bit take a risk on test something, things. you know, yeah. test something out. When in the past one would have been required to get a demo or something, but uh, you know demos are so so passe. I can't remember the last time I played a demo of anything, honestly. Uh, and Goose, lastly, uh, obviously, yeah, you've um, you've had access. It sounds like to an account, even one that wasn't your own. Your own, but uh, you're starting to. Uh, ever since you set up that own one last year, it sounds like you're pretty. <laughs> you're you're spending a little more freely on PC games than you would have in the past. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think with Steam, what gets you is you look at something and you say, oh, it's such a good deal, it's such a good deal, and then two hours <laughs> later you're selling your shirt for an extra five so you can get the next game because yeah. you, you've just you've spent your bank account dry and just didn't even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> yeah. So um, the the ease of Steam, the fact that it's, uh, that it's set up such that the impulse buys are so uh, – are so in your face on the front page there the fact that uh that it does have sort of i mean i think comparing it to amazon would be a little bit much but it does it does do that little thing where it says because you liked game x you might like game y right. uh, in addition to the, my next topic the sales uh the other big thing <laughs> that uh that, that seems to to have such an impact uh i mean chris you've as you mentioned last year you obviously partake how much do you think uh how much do you think in the course of an average year does this do, do, do the sales feature into your uh purchasing habits on steam or is it the majority really uh well i i've cut down in the last year um just mm. due to budget constraints but i would definitely spend uh oh gosh probably about a hundred dollars per sale yeah uh, and then not not counting that there's a couple minor sales usually every year around Halloween yeah. and and uh, I think there's another one in the springtime. Yeah, yeah. And Jen, uh, you're 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 sounds like you're buying most of your stuff on sale, but are, is it something that you're planning for generally? You know, ahead of time, expecting games to turn up on sales, or is it more impulse for you? No, it's it's definitely a lot of it is planning for the sales. Um, both before last year's and this year's summer sales, I built up my wish list, <laughs> ranked everything, kind of plotted what I assumed would go on sale. And obviously, I was a little bit more experienced this year, so I I added yeah. a bunch of things that I knew were going to be you know five instead of twenty or more. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I. <laughs> Let's just say I spend I've spent more than Chris the last two sales. <laughs> but as I've said before, I'm catching up to you guys. So yeah. you know. <laughs> that's how I excuse it. Yeah. I'm playing catch up. Um I that's something else I might just quickly get from everybody is uh what's your what are your wish lists like at the moment? How about you, Chris? How deep is your wish list? Ooh, hold on. Give me one second to look. <laughs> My, mine, just to kick it, things off, is uh, 41, and I've I've been trying to keep it down. No way. Yeah. So is mine. Okay, yeah, mine's, mine's uh, 28 right now, so it's not, not too bad. That seems okay. low for you. <laughs> How about you, G-Man? Uh, I'd have to check, but it's probably bigger than that. Do <laughs> you think? I use it to track games I might be interested yeah. in. Yeah, I, I kind of do, do the same. And I don't, I don't limit it. Yeah. At all. I, I will claim the distinct honor of having Falling Skies the game as my number one wish list item. <laughs> really? 
Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> we'll save that for another podcast, maybe. How about you, Goose? Are you, uh, you, you, your wish list, uh, pretty stocked as well, or do, or do you really use it much on Steam? Oh, yeah. I think my wish list is up to about, I would say somewhere in the mid 30s. I'd have to look to double check it, though. Oh, good. <laughs> Well, uh, getting back to what I was asking, G-Man, are you are you somebody who tends to, you know, s- save most of your big spend for sale times, uh, those I three, three big ones a year, or I do try to do that. I would much rather be a bit thrifty, and especially considering backlogs being what they are. Yeah, I would rather yeah. not waste the money if I can avoid it. Yeah. Did you uh, take the plunge at all the last uh, summer sale, Goose? The the recent one, I should say. Oh yes, definitely. Thanks in no small part to Jen telling me how many games were on sale. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of my buddy to go to and be like, oh my god, this is so cheap, you have to check this one out. <laughs> that, was the, that was sort of the next thing I wanted to get into. In addition to a lot of automatic systems like the wish list, and I'm sure everybody here has received the email saying, you know, a game. My, my, I have the Steam app on my phone, and it's rare that a week goes by that I don't get a notification a game from your wish list is on sale. Uh, but in addition to that, um, Steam is kind of, in its own way, a, a, a sort of a social media too. It's uh, you can see on your profile what other people have bought. You can see what other people are playing when it pops up. Um, it's easy to communicate with one another over there. It, you know, it's you've got the the user levels, uh, which is uh, all based on the ba- Chris, that's all based on the badges, right? That's the only thing that really affects your your level on your account. As far as I know, yeah, it's just yeah, badges. Yeah, yeah I give me a little bit of feedback. I I heard very only very briefly a story about a guy who spent some ridiculous amount of money in order to become sort of the, the reach the pinnacle of Steam level. <laughs> Like I assume that meant he had to spend money in the store and craft badges until he was the highest level user. Thirteen thousand to surpass level one thousand. Oh my god! That's he, uh, I just I just looked him up. He he had spent during the summer sale about thirteen grand to to reach level one thousand one hundred thirteen. I checked his profile today. He's up to one thousand one hundred sixty. Oh my god! So, this guy's a high riser. This man is a legend. Uh, <laughs> I'm. I'm uh jeez. I'm sitting at 29 and the highest person on my friends list is I think 38. So I don't know how the hell one gets up to short of spending 13k. I guess that's the only way you do get up to quadruple oh, digits. Yeah. But yeah, between that and uh just the fact that it's so easy to see what everybody else is doing, <clears throat> what everybody what else is picking up in terms of activity on those pages and and just the fact that people are connected in other ways. Uh, it really is becoming a sort of a, so- a social thing. Like everybody here has has purchased a game because somebody else has has bought it on Steam and and quickly uh, mentioned it. Um, I, I'm sure just about all of you have picked up something that you weren't even aware of because somebody else tipped you off to it being on sale. Uh, I mean, Chris, for you, how how much does the fact that other people are are in your ear affect your per- your <laughs> your habits is it is it a big factor that other people telling you about stuff and keeping you informed or the jealousy factor <laughs> <laughs> see it's a, it's a struggle for me because i like to be the best at everything so, right now i'm sitting here at a measly level 25 on steam uh and i have the second fewest games uh, right now um <laughs> But so there's there's that part of it. I just like to have the most the most toys, 
but but I also, um, as, as far as taste goes, I kind of um, go my own way for the most part. I'm very yeah. picky about things. Uh, yeah. And you guys have turned me on to some great games that I wouldn't have played otherwise. But um, it, it's kind of a little of both, really. It's, yeah. it's my pickiness clashing with my desire to be on top. Yeah. I... You you might agree with me here, Chris. I, I I kind of compartmentalize when it comes to other people's opinions about stuff. Um, I, I mean, if I'm thinking about a strategy game of some particular sort, I'm always going to G-Man. Uh, if it's a world-building type game or an open-world type game, Jen in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, if, if it's a console port, then I'm probably talking to Goose about it because God knows he's played the original console version <laughs> years before it was ever on PC. But you, you Chris, tend, tend to fall in this weird category for me that the weirder games are the ones that I'll go ask you about to see if you've played them <laughs> or not. Because yeah, that's do, what I was thinking. Yeah, weird. <laughs> the weird because, game. Because the number, of, <laughs> the number of times that, like, I mean, games like The Swapper or. Um, What's that game about the, with the private dick, uh, the little puzzle game? Sorry, what now? Uh, <laughs> I know, right? Uh, gun, 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 gun point. You know, like little weird games like that. I find you're the one that inevitably <laughs> I'm talking to about those games. So it's it's almost as though I know I, I have that many uh, acquaintances on Steam and around Steam that I know who to talk to about what. It's uh, it's kind of un- unusual how that's worked out. Uh, you, Jen, obviously, you uh, as somebody who only started a little while ago, you're you're obviously uh, l- you're obviously consulting with with a lot of people on your purchases. I see. Oh yeah, definitely. I'll, I mean, I will both check with someone that I either see has it or thinks they would at least know about it or, or know want it on it. Their wish list, as it says yeah. in the corner there. <laughs> or, and also, obviously, we all know each other, so I will reach out. As Goose said, I reach out a lot to him about a lot of games because you know, if if there's any horror element, number one, I'm going to Goose and I'm gonna yeah. like. Tell him, oh my god, this looks amazing, or I actually bought this, and it's so scary. Yeah. Like today I was going on about Layers of Fear, which I love, one of the scariest games I've ever played. Yeah. And I really want him to play it. But um, so yeah, there's definitely the element there. Um, I, I mean, I I used to think that I was picky with games, but now I feel like I'm less and less picky with Steam. And if one of you guys raves about a game or swears that I'll love it, I'll 100% trust that and give, yeah. it, give it a shot. Yeah. And, of course, because the system is so easy to use, you, you can be making the purchase within minutes of deciding that. So it's... And the instant gratification is perfect for someone like me because yeah. <laughs> I'm impatient. Has anyone here ever used the app to install something while they were away from home? Like pre- You can do that? Yeah. Oh, you I bet to. I have. Yeah. I want to and don't know how yet. If, if your computer is on and Steam is on and you have the app on your phone or whatever, you can tell it to there, start installing the game. There has never been a use case in which my computer is on and I'm away from home. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, that's I mean, I, I have to admit, it's only something I've only done when I've been in another room of the house and was too lazy to go upstairs and do it. <laughs> yeah, that, that seems to be very much the case. Chris, on the <laughs> other hand, I, I've heard of him being, you know, five minutes away – because I, I think you used to work fairly close to home, Chris. I I can I can vaguely picture you, you know, planning to go home on lunch, installing something, and having it ready by the time you got there. I'm I'm sure that's come up. In fact, you probably were the one that told me about it. Actually, now that I think of it. Um, well, uh, G-Man and Goose, I, I assume for you as well, the 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 social aspect of it, the fact that you're able to see what other people are getting, to pick their brain. That's probably influenced you and your purchasing decisions too. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, definitely, there, there have been uh, quite yep. a number of games where I've bought them based purely off someone's recommendation. Yeah, yeah. And Goose, oh, you, yeah, that friend, that friend's account, you've, I assume, you may have picked up a few of those games yourself now. Oh yeah, Jen has basically become my Steam pimp. She's basically <laughs> just, she's constantly. In fact, just the other day, I ended up buying um the Escapist off her recommendation. Oh sweet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, look, I, I, all this stuff that I'm talking about, I have to assume it's by design. <laughs> you know, it, I don't think it's a coincidence that they've uh, oh, no. built the system the, the way that they have, and and probably copied some, you know, Amazon twists and things like that. Wishlist. I don't know which website it was that invented the wish list, but uh, it was a, a genius move <laughs> because just about <laughs> everything out there has it. Even even Warframe now has a wish list in the market as well. They do? Yes. You can, oh, that's yes, awesome. <laughs> you can add things to your wish list now. And other people can see it. If you look at their profile, you can see what's on their wish list. So It's really cool. Yeah. And, of course, uh, the other aspect of this is that it uh, – and I'm, I'm sure I, I know that most of you here have done it. It allows you to be able to buy gifts for people very easily too, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh-huh. we're, all, we're all terrible about planning gifts and stuff like that. So how easy is it to just, you know, plunk yourself down on the 24th, stare, <laughs> check <laughs> check your friend or loved one's uh, wish list and, and handle it that way? It's uh, it's it's brilliant design. Um, I, I, I might just leave this question, question for uh, Chris and, and G-Man being the uh, – sorry um, – the, the the veterans i suppose of the group along with me do either of you miss the physical copies like i i know that for special editions and limited editions one may still uh or, or a particular do do hickey or something that comes with the game it might still be a physical copy that you pick up here and there but do, do you guys actually miss being laden down with boxes i know i don't i don't miss it at all kind of um I say kind of because I had to clear out a bunch of boxes just to fit in some <laughs> texts recently, and I realized just how many boxes and how big they get. Yeah. But on the other hand, I do kind of miss having the physical certainty of that disc. I mean, yeah. technically speaking, we don't own the games we have on Steam. Yeah. And they just and Steam isn't a service that will be around forever. And well... Everyone will hope that it will at some point, you know, just say, yeah, we're sh- kind of shutting down, so we're just going to make it so that you just we'll just ho- we'll just host a really cheap Steam client here. You can download it, and you know, you've got until X date to get all of your games downloaded, and then yeah, you God know, forbid. Huh. you know, it'll stay open forever, but that's about it. But there's no guarantee of anything like that, and nor would they be under any sort of obligation to do so. Does that stuff ever concern you, Chris? Um, I, I know you've we've talked about DRM before, but uh, obviously it doesn't concern you that much if you're in the 100-plus club, I guess. <laughs> well, I have a story. <laughs> so right. one day I was, I was trolling the uh, sales. Actually, I think this is a humble bundle story technically, but I redeemed the keys on Steam. Yeah. Uh, I bought the Star Wars bundle, and it came with Republic Commando and Jedi Academy, both oh. Knights of the Old Republic games, The Force Unleashed, yeah. um, a whole bunch of games. Uh, of the games in that bundle, uh, I think three of them I did not own a physical copy of already. Right. So <laughs> suffice it to say, I really like having everything organized into Steam, um, even though it is under a DRM of yeah. sorts. Uh, I like having that all packaged there. Especially because they they generally take care of things like um, uh, updates and compatibility. Yeah, I haven't really had too much compatibility 
uh, trouble with older games. Yeah. So I'm willing to buy games that I already own on Steam just so that they're in that user interface. Yeah. Um, and, and in a sense, I guess I do miss physical copies. Like I said earlier, I bought all of the StarCraft II games, all three expansions, in, in physical copies just to have them. But I don't, I don't really miss physical discs other than that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really don't miss them at all. And uh, and it's amazing because, you, like I said at the top, the top four or five years ago, if you told me that, uh, I probably would have said, no, no way, I wouldn't let go of these ones. And now I've got none of them. So, uh, And I, f- I feel better not having them cluttering up my personal space, to be honest. Um, anyone here sample that Steam is obviously the most dominant uh, player as, as far as distribution systems for, for PC. Um, and, and when you look at the competition, particularly uh, the pathetic... Uh, origin by uh, everybody's favorite uh, electronic arts it's it's not hard to see why because they're not really putting up much of a fight with a crap system like that but anyone here ever partake it with gog or uh, any of the other uh, gog's the only one i can name honestly i'm sure there's others but uh anyone here use any of the other distribution systems at all uh i've used the several uh gog green man gaming and the rest but they all kind of center around feeding games into steam I will, however, defend Origin, not because I like it, but because it's technically unfair, because it's doing exactly what Steam Steam and Valve did back in, like, 2005, and I remember people fucking hating Steam for that as well. Yeah, it's, so, just, so it's just that it's, Origin is still stuck in 2005. Yeah, yeah, that is, all, <laughs> that, that is... Yeah, I just make the caveat that this is not anything... You can still hate it. It's just it's not anything that Steam, the golden child, hasn't already done before. Yeah, I just I don't knowing Electronic Arts, uh, I think we could quite reliably fast forward the clock five years. There still won't be anything any cheaper on there. It'll still be garbage. They are trying. I will give them credit for trying. The success of that is perhaps leave something to something. The jury's out. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I I I know so few people that have s- sampled the others. I I know my uh, I know a few people who are kind of sensitive to DRM that will lean towards getting uh, the GOG version if if they can. Um, I I also think it's fair to say with some of the older titles out there. Um, I, I've heard some stories about some games on Steam, like some of the old Star Wars, really old Star Wars titles don't work so well because they haven't been optimized, whereas the GOG versions have had a bit more TLC. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's pretty clear why Steam is is leading the pack. Uh, that's not to say that it's perfect. Um, I mean, there, there's been quality control issues. Uh, there's controversies about early access. There's controversies about shovelware. Uh, we've all heard them. Um, I, I don't, the thing is, though, I don't know anyone personally who ever gets caught up in this stuff. I mean, is there anyone on, on this podcast at the moment who ever has known anyone who's gotten tricked by any of these crap, in, infamously crap games uh, that we hear of, about space, occasionally? Space, space, oh, space God, DF9. Thank you. I can never <laughs> say the name. I can never say yeah, I can never say the title right. Yeah, Space Base DF9 uh, screwed me over. Oh, they got, I can, they, go on. I was going to say, I can honestly say Nether. Nether is much, much worse. Yeah, I can I can believe that. I kind of got lucky in some some respects, but still, that kind of fucked me over. Yeah. I ended up with a game that wasn't even really technically out of alpha, 
And they're just like, yeah, okay, we're releasing the source code to the community. Have fun with that. And like, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't pay for the modders to fix yeah. this fucking game. You know, but, you know, it's you know the only reason that uh, fucking Bethesda gets away with it is because they technically release a functioning game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's 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 been some horror stories out there, and and I do think Steam Steam's completely hands off attitude towards quality control is eventually going to bite them in the ass hard enough that they have to change. I'm glad, as I'm sure everyone is, that they finally came out with that return system that was long overdue. Um, at least there's recourse for people, and uh, I guess uh, Batman Arkham Knight was the first time that it ever really kind of went mainstream in, in terms of like huge swaths of people <laughs> were using it for, for good reason, apparently. Um, I'm glad I'm glad that they instituted that, and I and I hope that it does uh, have an effect on behavior of some of the companies that would otherwise behave in a dodgy manner. But um, I, I mean, uh, Chris is. Uh, if if you had the I'll ask everybody, but if you had the power uh, and you wanted to change or improve something about Steam, what what would be the? Is there any one thing that you would fix that's that you see as broken or just something that it's missing a feature? That is a really tough question. <laughs> I love <is>. Steam. <laughs> I'm um, asking you to be critical of it. I understand. Yeah, they they do need to. Uh, it's not really anything that Steam could control, but um, the early access system has definitely been abused. And I think that's the yeah. only time I've really been bitten is on early access games. And all I've done in that regard is just stopped uh, being so open to early access games. I've been very, very critical of them since yeah. um, Space Base and Nether. Yeah. Uh, but I think they could um, exercise a little bit more... Uh, I don't know what the right Discretion? word is. They should probably remove games from the store if they're obviously bad. Uh, stop selling them. There's no reason for games like that to, to really stay on sale at all. Yeah, it, it is kind of strange their attitude. You know, can you like can you imagine a shop front, uh, a, a brick and mortar store selling a product that was obviously faulty? And just being like, well, it's the manufacturer's problem. We just, it's just our shelf space, and you know, and and saying shrug, and no. and you know, and yet Steam, that's the, pretty much the attitude that Steam take towards. Well, well, to be stuff. fair, uh, that's kind of the attitude that they do take in stores. It's very much there's a manufacturer's fault. There are responsibilities for them to send out messages saying, yeah, we're recalling product so and so because yeah. it explodes in people's faces. Yeah. But a, that's a about store... the extent of yeah. it, and you do get your money back. It, yeah. And it's only recently that Steam's kind of picked up on that. Yeah, and and a couple years too late, uh, as far as I'm concerned. It, it shouldn't it shouldn't have required as many controversies as it did for them to actually get this return thing uh, under their belt. And it'd be interesting. I, I doubt that we'll ever see hard stats. It would be interesting to see, you know, what the statistics actually are on returns. You know, how how many times people have partaken, uh, have have people i wonder how many people have actually purchased the game again at a later date once things have been confirmed to be fixed you know that would be the ideal case for everybody if somebody actually did want to buy the game again but mm. um i mean jen in your uh any anything i mean i know you've not been using it for a long time and and you've i i think you've only had one experience thus far with the return system and it worked well yeah. for you Anything about the system in in the site in general that you would uh, touch up? I mean, I think Chris has a good point that eventually it should get to the point 
I mean, they may they may have removed a lot of games over time. I don't know, but it, that certainly sounds like from what you guys are telling me that it's not really a thing they do. Yeah, I think if yeah, if a game gets slammed enough, if it has enough issues, if it gets returned enough, um, they probably should pull games a little bit more. I'm yes, yeah. I'm newer to it, but I'm still probably pretty lucky. I haven't been burned on anything yet. Um, but I've been very selective about which early access games I've gotten. Um, the only one I've ever had to return was Ark. Mm-hmm. And I think I would absolutely love it. It just was running like so bad on my computer. And I, I run games that are just gorgeous, no problem. So I, I don't think it's my computer. I think it hasn't been properly optimized. Yeah. There's a lot of other people that have frame rate issues. It's a work in progress, that one. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted the return because I wanted – I bought it on the summer zone. and it was still like 17 bucks. So I wanted that money back. I was very – which she probably yeah, spent very... on something else, by the way. Oh, of course. <laughs> Before I got my return, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a very simple process. Uh, you know, I love that they don't harass you. You select what your problem is that you want to return. And a few days later, I had my money. And I got an email saying, okay, here you go. Yeah. It's great. So, uh, how about you, G-Man? Is there, is there something that you'd fix if it was in your power to do so? Um. Make it more responsive. Steam has a legendary slow response. It's somewhat better now, but it's still pretty slow yeah. in terms of responding to your queries. I would just speed that up. Um, aside from that, I would perhaps enforce some standard of quality control on early access games, or at least you know, not flood flood them with green lights. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe have it so that a company can't release like five of them in a couple of weeks, like like we've seen. Yeah, you know? these tiny developers with only a handful of employees that are, that have got yeah, like, more games like if than they, AAA if, companies. Yeah, you know if if they get like some sort of, I would quite like it if they curated their market a little bit. Mm. You know, especially when it comes to the early access stuff. Yeah, you know, or a sort of guarantee that if it doesn't meet X level of production by X date, then people are allowed to take their money back. Yeah. For instance, uh, I'm thinking something along the lines of Star Citizen not releasing despite the fact it should have been released two years ago or a year ago, and they keep pushing back the date and they keep pushing back the time in which you can ask for your money back because yeah. they keep pushing back the date and that that's really underhanded but yeah. I would quite like so I would like something like that where you can get your money back if it hasn't if it either a doesn't reach completion or doesn't reach completion dates yeah uh goose you haven't had uh, a lot of time to have too many negative experiences at least on the purchasing side but uh anything that you would uh tinker with if uh, if you could I'll be honest, if I had the power to do so, one thing that I think would alleviate a lot of the problems, particularly with green light and early access, is that you need to have like your own people take a look at the product before it goes to the store. And another issue I notice that happens a lot, Steam reviews in particular, is I notice a lot of gamers don't know the difference between bad and broken. I'll give mm-hmm. you an example of what I'm talking about. The two most extreme <laughs> examples I've seen, for example... Retribution Ride to Hell was bad, but it still functioned. Yeah. DayZ, on the other hand, 
was completely broken and should not have been sold. See, in my opinion, that's what they need to they need, they need to have people who are saying, okay, this game is not bad, it doesn't work, so it doesn't go to market until it's fixed. Yeah, I think that would alleviate a lot of complaints I see people having about Steam. Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. Um, from from my, oh, by the way, uh, anyone has anyone here partaken in green light voting before? I, I think I've done it once or twice. Mm-mm. It's very much the same. Yeah. I, it's just something that's not on my radar. I, like, I'm on Steam constantly, and yet somehow Greenlight just kind of <laughs> – I never pay much attention to it. I think maybe I got an itch. Uh, I think there might have been a Steam achievement that I got for it, or maybe uh, maybe I worked towards getting a badge somehow. Does that sound familiar, Chris? There was like a community badge that we earned by doing a bunch of random things with our profiles and stuff. Uh, there was. It's called uh... – I just finished ambassador it or something. Community ambassador. Yep, that's <laughs> yeah, it. I just finished it about two days ago because I realized I hadn't watched a live broadcast, and I finally did that oh, for about thirty seconds until goodness. it checked off. I'm I'm sorry to whoever I disappointed with. My <laughs> but Honestly, yeah, I'm I imagine I did it once yeah. for that badge. Yeah. Honestly, I don't even want to get too much into green light because the one green light or green lit game that was going to go ahead and be released that I got really, really excited for was Allison <laughs> <Awesome>. Road. <laughs> and yeah. it just, it got, it's canned. It's not yeah. happening. The so, wounds are too fresh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just, I, I don't, I mean, early access is one thing where I'm happy to play a game that possibly might never get completely finished, but at least I'll have hours and hours of fun playing it. Mm. You know, there's something different with this, oh, let's vote for this game because it looks amazing, but there's a really good chance that it'll never even, you know, get into early access where I'll never get my hands on it at all. Yeah. I just, I don't really have a lot of interest in getting into that. Uh, for myself, uh, if I could uh, fix anything, one is uh, when scrolling through the sale items, uh, I, ha- I have this little pet peeve where you'll see little tiny DLC bits tossed in with the games. Yeah. You know, you'll have 16 pages of Euro Truck Simulator rims <laughs> and trailers and stuff. <laughs> like, could, could we maybe have a separate menu for those so that I can actually be scrolling through games rather than just, you know, single <laughs> dollar, 50 cent purchases for games? That'd be nice. And uh, and the other thing is, um, I'd kind of like to see them do a little bit more with that section at the bottom of the store page that has the compatibility, the required recommended. I I would actually like to see Steam because Steam knows your system specs. Um, I'd actually like to see Steam do some little thing where it verifies that. Like, like a it, can I run it? Yeah, I mean, maybe not specifically a can I run it, but it, but some little thing that confirms, okay, this is what the requirement is. You meet it. This this confirms it because you know it's running on the the system and it, it can confirm that. Now, it, in my heart of hearts, I know they'll never do that because they're banking on people not doing their research and buying games that they can't run. But that would be really cool, particularly for people that uh, are you know not as knowledgeable um, because even somebody like myself who I would describe myself as knowledgeable, I've made mistakes and purchased games on there that there's no way I was going to be able to run because I missed one little thing on there. Um, it would be kind of cool to see some sort of a verification, uh, if not an actual you know, testing. Uh, expecting it to test it might be a little bit too far, but some some sort of verification of your specs would be, uh, would be cool uh, as a safety net, if nothing else. Um, 
Well, lastly, I might just uh, touch on the future of Steam. I mean, it's obviously changed a great deal since 2004. It's practically unrecognizable. Um, I, I remember the first time I accidentally, uh, I accidentally started the, um, what's it called, the bi- the big picture. Is that? Oh gosh. Yeah, I, I remember the first time I started that, and I was like, "What the hell? <laughs> what's I thought I broke it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, needless to say, it has changed a lot over the years. Um, just kind of wondering where you guys think it might go. I mean, from I, I'm starting to see movies appear on there more, documentaries. Uh, I'm buying a lot. I'm buying soundtracks on there all the time now too, which is something I never thought I'd be doing. Uh, I mean, Chris, uh, do you do you see the Steam branching out even further into in, into additional content apart from games, or is do you see it going in directions that I haven't even mentioned as well? I'm sure uh, they're they're going to go where the money is, and you're right. Yeah. I've seen a bunch of movies. I saw Ender's Game today, yeah. and I was like, I didn't know yep. they made an Ender's, <laughs> Ender's Game video game, and then I yeah. realized no, it was the movie. <laughs> so. Yes. Um, I, I think they're going to, you know, follow wherever the money takes them. I wouldn't be surprised to see Steam become like a, a general multimedia platform in, you know, a few years down the road. Mm-hmm. Whether they'd go full bore into, you know, music and movies and things, I don't know. But would it be surprising to see Steam offer some sort of subscription service? Uh, mm-hmm. Not at all. You mean a la PS Play or something like that? Where you? Yep, something like that. Um, I actually just while we were talking, I logged into Origin, and Origin has a subscription service for four ninety nine a month. Mm-hmm. Um, EA so specific, of course. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but I could see Steam going that route, uh, maybe offering some kind of free game incentive or something if you sign up for their monthly service. Hmm. Uh, be interesting Heck, to see what the manufacturers think mm-hmm. of that, but yeah. uh, I imagine some of the bigger ones would probably be happy to get on board. Um, how about you, Jen? Uh, where do you, do you see uh, them changing in any revolutionary ways? Yeah, again, I, I agree with Chris. I, th- I could see them doing that and implementing, you know, a lot more movies and maybe even a streaming service. I just hope that it doesn't overcrowd the games too much, like. Mm. I, I would like to be able to keep them separate. Like during, a, you know, a Steam summer sale, I hope it's not going to be like sifting through a bunch of movies to get to some games. Yeah. Um. I just I like I like it being a, just gaming personally. So if they do that, I hope that they have some way to kind of separate the two. I'm sure they would. Yeah. Um. But I I don't really have a whole lot of interest in them having movies, but I think they obviously probably will have more and more soon. Yep. I've only bought one so far, but uh, it was only because I didn't have any other convenient place to get it. So, uh, but I imagine over time that'll change. How about you, G-Man? Is any directions uh, that that you see them going differently? Um, honestly, I see them trying to compete console-wise. I mean, How so? the the digital storefront stuff expansion is kind of self-evident. I think the more interesting expansion is becoming their own sort of open source-ish OS, sort of a la Android, uh, okay. where, where they sort of just offer, not directly, but they offer like Steam machines and so on and so on that act like consoles but have the great Okay, so, so pushing the hardware have. route that they're dabbling into further, even further than they are at the moment. Yeah, hmm. yeah I think that's where... That's where it could go, especially considering most people don't really rate the current consoles all that high high at the moment, and especially they're seeing as they seem to be intent on replacing them every few years rather than what we know. 
Yeah. Uh, any any interesting directions you can predict, uh, Goose, or would or would like to see them go in? I'll be honest. I agree with G Man. I think in the next few years we're going to see things like the Steam Machine get a lot more media focus as they try to push it forward. Because it makes sense from a business standpoint for them to have a way, for example, people like, say, me, for example, to be able to get a hold of something that could play Steam games, but not necessarily build your own rig, for example. Yeah. Going going back to the movie thing, I honestly do think we'll see more of that in the future just because, like Chris said, you follow the money. And yeah. there's money to be made in movie sales, so they'll definitely get in there. Now, one thing that I honestly um, – I'm not sure if they're going to go this way, but it would be interesting is to see them actually eventually have enough properties that they can try to challenge other movie-based programs mm. and try to have a Steam, almost like a separate thing, Steam Movies, for example. Mm-hmm. like Almost like a subscription service, if you will, specifically for trying to take out things like Redbox and things like that. Huh. Interesting. Uh, yeah, look, I, I'd I'd be keen to see any at all that that you've mentioned. Um, I, I I'd like to see them doing, you know, working with the the manufacturers, the game developers, etc., to to be selling um, more um, ans- uh, accessor uh, not accessories, uh, sort of separate stuff like soundtracks, etc., as well, um, if if possible. I I'd, I wouldn't mind seeing the storefront integrate with other. Uh, you know, secondary products like your shirts, your merch, that sort of stuff too. Um, it's just a lot of the a lot of the gaming companies out there, smaller ones in particular, don't seem to really have their act together. Uh, and it be even some of the bigger ones for that matter. And it would be interesting to see them uh, partnering with Steam uh, for that sort of uh, extra stuff as well. Um, you know, even if it was just T-shirts or figurines and things like that, they're um, they're obviously good at selling stuff, and they're obviously good at getting it in front of people. So to me, that makes sense. I can well, always picture the marketing for the the Steam Thong. Now it's really great. <laughs> 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 well, uh, thanks everybody. I wanted to uh, assemble an A team for this topic, and uh, I, I think you guys were the right choice. Um, as I mentioned up the top, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Enthusiax. If you uh, want to see our YouTube feed, it is Enthusiax. Uh, our forum link on the main page of Enthusiax.com is up on the top right. Uh, if you want to join in on the discussions there, our email address for this podcast is pointstreak at Enthusiax.com. If you have any questions or feedback or suggestions or show ideas, we'd be happy to have them. Thanks again to Chris, Jen, Goose, and G-Man. And thank you for listening. We'll see you on another episode of Point Streak. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Peace be with you. Bye-bye. Thank you.